Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. Well, fellow geeks and nerds, in what was a very light in content season two, 2022 sees the return of the Informants Nerdcast. It is good to be back with you all. And of course, the Informants Nerdcast is streaming on all major podcast platforms. So get yourself caught up. Start with season one, work your way through season two, and join us right here as we get season three underway. I am a nerd, and I'm Josh Grisham. I'm also a nerd, and you can call me Tim Church. So we started off the uh, <laughs> kind of the pregame warm-up for everybody that was joining us on Facebook going, Dear God, I hope we remember how to do this, but we're off and running. No turning back right now, buddy. Welcome to Season 3. Well, thank you, sir. It's good to be back. Welcome back yourself. You know, and uh, I, I'm excited to get back behind the mic because we've, we've got a lot to say. We've got a lot to talk about in Nerddom. And, of course, to kind of keep everybody refreshed, the podcast is just one part of of our media empire that we have. Yeah. That's one section of it, but you can get us on Twitter, you can get us on Instagram, Facebook, you can also get us on YouTube. We're literally everywhere. We've got you covered. We've got you informed. We do. And seriously, if you guys are not following us on at least one, if not all of these platforms, I would strongly encourage you to do so because if you're not, you're you're really missing out. I mean, that's the honest truth. You're, you're totally missing out. We don't want you to miss out. We, we would be sad if you missed out. And I want to kick off this edition of the Informants Nerdcast for Season 3, buddy, with a request that came from a dear friend of ours, Stephanie Wright. Oh, Steph, okay. She, she, she made a suggestion to me before I was leaving the office today, and I love the idea. I love the idea so much, I wanted us to lead off this episode by talking about it. She says, hey, you know, it, it's been a busy year in, in getting through the pandemic. You know, streaming has been a big thing for us. There's a lot of content out there. We've obviously been watching a lot of stuff. And as we get into the wintertime, we're going to be watching even more stuff. But Steph said, hey, what are you guys watching right now? It'd be cool if you guys spent just a second and talked about that and maybe gave us your wish list, your recommend list of things that would carry us through the winter months. And I thought that was great. So good. I wanted to lead off with it. So let, let's start with you. Uh, what have you been watching and what would be a Tim Church must recommend to all of our followers and fans out there? Ooh, so uh, currently... a lot, I know. <laughs> currently on Netflix, I am making my way through The Witcher. Uh, mm. Season two dropped at the end of 2021. Good choice, and good choice. Unfortunately, I kind of binged the first season of Witcher in like two days. That's impressive. And that was like a week after it came out. And so, I mean, it's been well over a year and a half since I mean, watched the first season. Does that mean you started and like you didn't move? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. People were checking on your pulse. Is he alive? I'm pretty sure it was a it was a binge day where I just went ahead and brought the gallon of chocolate milk over to the recliner <laughs> and sat there all day. Uh, and you didn't see me come out of my room. But I kind of know what kept you busy. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of forgot what took place. So I'm, I'm actually <laughs> making my way through Witcher season one right now, just so I can fully understand a recap, season a refresher. Two. I am. And, and you know, I, I did that actually with the other thing I'm going to recommend, which is lost in space. Uh, Josh I saw you watching that. Yes. Josh got to listen to me watch lost in space. Uh, all three seasons, the final and third season dropped at the end of last year as well. And the it's a complete story now. It's done. It's finished. It's over with, which makes me extremely sad. But I tell you what, I highly recommend you check out the Lost in Space Netflix series. I, I was a fan uh, of the the old TV show. I remember watching episodes of that as a kid. Of course, I was a huge Danger, fan. Will Robinson. Danger. Exactly. And, of course, I loved, and it, while it gets critical hate all around the world, I loved the Lost in Space movie which featured, you know, Matt LeBlanc and, you know, several others, Mimi Rogers. He might have been uh, responsible for the critical <laughs> amount of hate, you know. Pro probably. Well, when you make America's funny, funniest man and put him into a serious role and, you yep. know, have to salute, it just, it doesn't work. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely recommend Lost in Space. What's you, what have you been watching? You know, I, it's a it's a combination of, of series out here that really kicked off the year. Um, some must-watches for me, obviously. While I was on vacation, it was like Perfect timing. Right when my vacation started uh, was the release of season four of Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did 
I did Tim Proud. I sat down, I binged that sucker, and I did it all in like one half of an afternoon. It was just fast, furious, one episode rolling right into the next. Uh, it was feverish. Um, I love that series. I love it unabashedly, 100%, huge Cobra Kai fan. And season four delivers on everything that you would expect. Season yeah. three left off with Johnny and Daniel coming together to team up to take on Cobra Kai because the stakes in the Valley, the all Valley tournament have never been higher. Johnny and Daniel have to work together to take on the threat of John Kreese and the returning Terry silver from the karate kid part three. And it's just perfect. It delivers all the treachery, all the twists, all the turns, all the fighting. The choreography is stepped up. It's just great. Yeah. You have to watch that. That is on the top of my list. In addition to that, I've struggled with this one, but I'm hanging with it so far. It has not hit the mark and stuck the landing with me just yet. I'm holding out faith. The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I've not even started. Uh, third episode is out right now. They're releasing uh, an episode a week every Wednesday, kind of sticking to that Marvel format. Um, but uh, uh, Tamara Morrison is in that, the lead role as Boba Fett. Um, Ming-Na Wen is in that as well. Some great cameos, great world building. It's got the Star Wars DNA in it, uh, but again... It hasn't hit the mark just yet, so I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a little bit lost because they've given us the backstory. They're building Boba up. Obviously, the story and the premise is he rises up to take that position after the death of Jabba the Hutt, being this massive crime lord wanting to rule uh, his own way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it just we just seem to be lost in Tusken Raider land, and I think that's why it's been a missed hit for me so far. Maybe it'll pick it up. Maybe season three, uh, I should say the episode, third episode of the of the season is going to hit me well. Time will tell, but uh, I'm holding out hope. Well, uh, just to uh, jump over to our Facebook Live, you know, we do have this great podcast, but we also decided that we wanted people to see our beautiful faces and decided that we're going to launch... Tim's a lot the, braver than me. <laughs> ...the Informants Nerdcast Facebook Live show. So you are actually able to join us live during the recording of this podcast on Facebook. The good news is it's kind of a surprise. We don't let you know what's happening ahead of time. If you just happen to be able to join us, then... Congratulations. And then it, then it lives and you can go back and watch it back. Uh, so I just wanted to give a couple of shout outs real quick. Kevin Russell is joining us. Our bud, good buddy Kevin is out there uh, saying good evening to us. Good evening, Kevin. It's great to see you, buddy. Uh, then we got uh, Mark Vincent over here saying Cobra Kai never dies. <laughs> Attaboy. Attaboy. Uh, uh, Mark is also coming out by saying uh, the book of Boba Fett is amazing. And I just watched the third episode today. So. Maybe the third tide will turn for you, my friend, in the uh, third um, episode that's out today. You know, comments like that give me give me hope. I mean, I trust I trust our fans, I trust our community, and what they say goes. And so I, you know, if he says it's good, uh, maybe it will uh, will turn my own wretched heart, if you will. <laughs> in addition to that, there were some movies that came out. Obviously, Hawkeye, yeah. uh, Disney Plus, uh, great series, uh, great turns. Uh, Jeremy Renner is back as Clint Barton, but also. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop and yeah. uh, uh, Yelena Belova. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. The relationship between her and Kate Bishop is a reason to watch that series alone. And of course, Vincent D'Onofrio returns as Kingpin. That's a must watch. Movies. And, and I want to say this because um, it's getting a lot of SAG awards and other uh, um, Oscar buzzes out there as well because the Oscar is going to be coming up. They're trying to determine hosts for that. The Power of the Dog uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch mm -hmm. is definitely one to watch. And I believe The Lost Daughter is also another film that I believe I've got the name correct on that one that has got to be on your must-watch list. So two films in addition uh, to streaming uh, that I recommend you, uh, you take on. So with that being said, our gift to you, those are our recommendations that might just get you through this pandemic of ours in the winter months going into the month of February. Let's kick it off with the news, man. It has been a busy last week. We've had some, some blockbuster news. Uh, mixed with some tragedy and some difficult stuff that obviously I think we're going to address in this episode. So lead us off, my dear friend. What news do we have as we go back in time? So it seems like Denzel Washington is going to get his equalizer on once more. The third film is yes. in the works. So congratulations, equalizer fans. Queen Latifah's series did not end this beautiful franchise for us in the 
movie theater. She tried. She, she tried, tried really, really hard, but thank goodness uh, that did not end. But what I really like about this is Denzel's coming back. I love the first two films. Yep. Um, just absolutely phenomenal. I love him in this role when he is kicking all manner of ass. <laughs> he is amazing. And then you, you, you say Denzel Washington and you add Anton Fuqua into this. That is a recipe for magic. They can do no wrong. That is a duo right there that works well in cinema. The Equalizer, part three, coming back. I love it. It's going to be great. Really, really good news. In addition to that, um, I we can't effectively say, after reshoots were going on, we weren't really sure why they were happening. There was never a direct report that came out that said, hey, this is why we're going back to the well, and this is why we're reshooting things. But you should know that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness reshoots have officially wrapped that came out from our friends over at Screen Rant. Uh, so the good doctor is done with his work, and we should be seeing him in cinemas sooner rather than later. It's a good thing the reshoots are done uh, now that the first trailers come out. Well, yeah, I mean, the first trailer is out, and I mean, the, the film is supposed to be here in five months, four months? Yeah, it's coming out very, very so, quickly. So beginning so. of May is when we're supposed to be getting this film, so uh, they, they better finish it soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly, but it's good to know that, that is done. So in other Hollywood news, Andrew Burnap has been cast as the male lead in Disney's live-action version of Snow White. She, he is going to be playing opposite Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot. Uh, she, however, he's not going to be playing the Huntsman or the Prince. Looking at how beautiful he is, who else could it be playing? Grumpy. That, that's Dopey, maybe Doc. Uh, Wait I mean, a minute. Are, like, are any of the elves, like, or the dwarves, I should say, are the, any of the dwarves, like, uber hot? Like, you could do laundry off their stomach? Not last time I checked, yeah, no. no. Um, but you know, after the success of Once Upon a Time on ABC, pretty much all the dwarves there were not like dwarves. They were like you know, strapping <laughs> men with beards, like lumberjacks coming to save you. So maybe he could be playing, you know, a buff dwarf. When when I reported on this news, I went out and I actually got like the 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 most uh, like glorified, picturesque photo of him that I could possibly find, and I think I did a really good job. And maybe I was just trying to be inadvertently funny that I posted a really hot photo of him and then he's not playing the Huntsman nor the Prince. I don't get this casting. Who could he be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's another Prince out there that we just never knew existed. I mean, did, I mean, and I, I don't mean this in no disrespect whatsoever, but the thought did cross my mind when I first read that. You know, Disney's been really playing with the parts here, so could we be getting like an evil queen and drag type situation? And let me say full respect when I'm saying this, but I, and I'm not saying this jokingly, I'm saying, could Disney be going this route with this character? Uh, that That's definitely an option. I, I think that I would not put it past Disney to try something like that. And maybe, maybe they're going to do some kind of a weird spin where like all of the dwarves are like secretly princes and they're under a spell. Oh, that'd be where all the dwarves are one person. So they all look like him and they got separated and became seven people. That's the curse. He's a prince that got turned into seven little people. Some kind of a weird Disney version of multiplicity. <laughs> Good news, though, uh, and I will tell you this. Uh, this, is a, this is an out-of-the-box um, addition to what is uh, a good series, if you will. You've already got Steve Martin. You've got Martin Short. You've got Selena Gomez. And now that cast is getting one bigger. Only Murders in the Building Season 2 is going to be adding Amy Schumer. Wow. Why did they set the bar so low for cast? Well, you know, is the well deep or is it shallow? I don't, I don't know. But they, they, they are adding her. Um, it's either going to be good or bad. Um, this is not, this is not a sure thing. So, <laughs> well, maybe she's the one getting murdered in the uh, the first episode. So, yikes! Yeah, just not a fan. I'm, I've never been a fan <laughs> of her. She's not funny. So, sorry everybody who loves Amy, but Tim doesn't. Uh, moving on to things I do love, though. Netflix is officially moving forward with two Red Notice sequels with Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot all expected return and plans for a back-to-back -back production starting next year, 2023. So the trio is back. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate this. My fear is now. I mean, Red Notice was good, and the cool thing for us here at Nerd Informants Media is we got a chance. I got a chance to talk to the director. You did, yeah. Ross and Marshall Thurber, who also brought us Dodgeball. Uh, thank you, sir, very much. I, I, again, that I, don't, sequel? I don't hate this news, but how many times can lightning strike in a bottle? Yeah. 
I mean, you, I mean, you worry about the too much of a good thing effect with this. Is is are we going to hit burnout? The second one comes out, and everybody's like, yeah, you know. I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of, okay, so what what parts Kevin Hart going to play? I mean, yeah, or, yeah, or, or what? Yeah. Which which part is uh, you know, oh, what's his name? The other guy that's always in uh, Dwayne Johnson's movies. Let's just let's let's not add the filler in just to have filler. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's let's not do another Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was great having Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds and all these guys making short little cameo, cute appearances, but it didn't do anything for the storyline. It might be Jason Statham will get in the movie. That's who I was thinking, Jason Statham, that might show up. Yeah, I mean, he could be there. We'll see. Uh, they got to have the directing team there. Rawson's got to spearhead this. I mean, obviously, to give it any type of a chance. Netflix will pump the money into it. I just worry that, you know, you're, you're going to the well one too many times. We will see. I could be proven wrong. Uh, a story that was interesting, and I and only follow this because she is a brilliant actress, very talented young lady, and she was just in a very weird situation. The moment you get your atta yourself attached to this guy I'm going to tell you about, you know things are going to get weird. But we're finally going to go inside the tumultuous relationship. Evan Rachel Wood, Doc, uh, and this is chronicling uh, Marilyn Manson abuse allegations, is going to be headed to Sundance. So talk about getting a, a broad stage. Yeah. There's no telling what we're going to see. Um, but what I can guarantee you is you're going to see some really weird stuff and you're going to be uh, seeing a very weird guy dressing up and trying to portray Marilyn Manson. I, you're going to have to go full-on method to get that one out. But um, this is cover me intrigued because I want to know more about this situation and I want to see how on the earth they're going to find an actor to play Marilyn Manson, if anything. I'm I'm curious. I know, right? Definitely you're, curious. You're just you're baseline curious about it because yeah, exactly. it's Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> uh, weird combo. Weird combo to Indeed. say the least. Speaking of weird combos, <laughs> The Eternals is now on Disney Plus. <laughs> did you did you like how I posted that news? I was just I was, I was it's on there now in case maybe you wanted to know. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad about that. I mean, it's like I was taking a shot. I mean, I didn't really intend to, but then after now, I guess maybe I was taking a shot. <laughs> of course, I love Greg Witzel's comment. Gotta give some love to Greg. Uh, essentially free now, so yeah. Dot 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 dot. I'll at least start it. I, I guess, guess. <laughs> it was it was just as much full of snark as what my headline was when I posted the news that it is on Disney Plus. So yeah, it's there. If uh, you want to check it out. Yeah, if you want to watch, here you go. <laughs> now, this poster has me interested just on the premise. Why? Because it's got Sam Mother Jackson. And it's the last days of Ptolemy Gray. I don't have Apple TV, so that's a barrier for me, and I'm not going to pick up Apple TV. If there's another way for me to get this, I might actually watch this, but sadly... Yeah, he's got a new film coming out, and it's on Apple TV, so many of us are probably not going to watch it as a result of that. But I love Sam Jackson, though. I, I love that in this poster that you can definitely tell that they've had to age him for his role. Like, even Unle if he's Unless he's gotten the serious crow's feet just by doing Ptolemy Gray. Yeah, I mean, right? maybe, maybe he went full method himself. Who knows? I'm curious about that one as well. I Maybe mean, that's really what he looks like this entire time. Anytime Sam Jackson is rocking a beard, count me in. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. Mm -hmm. uh, so we released the new trailer for X yes, on we our did. page today. So if you've not had the chance to check out that trailer, be sure to visit Nerd Informants on Facebook to check out X. Have you, uh, did you watch the trailer? I have not watched it yet, but you... You compared it to a couple films. What are you comparing it yes, to? Yes, I did. Um, it, it's a hybrid cross between Boogie Nights plus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All I got to say is, you know you know the scene in Hereditary where all of a sudden all the naked old people show up? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, well, th there there's elements of that in this movie, and a bunch of cast members go into Texas um, to make um, some porn. Oh, and I mean, obviously you don't see any of that in the trailer, but things go really, really bad. Wherever they go to shoot this stuff, they're on like this weird farm in like backcountry Texas, and there's this old couple there, and apparently the wife, the elder wife of this husband, gets really weird at night, and that's where things go really, really wrong. So it's <laughs> it's an elements of a hybrid <laughs> slasher made with Boogie Nights. I didn't know what I was watching, but it, it's got me intrigued enough to know... Wow, okay, I really want to see this. I'm curious about it. 
Uh, it makes me think, you know, it, it's like, it's like Ira was sitting up on my shoulder going, you know, you want to watch this, you know, you want to watch this. <laughs> See the, the thing that's popping into my head is like, <laughs> it's not the best, but it's the worst little horror house in Texas. <laughs> that, that is, I'm, I, you know, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm, I'm, like De- I'm giving Dolly you a Parton sitting ovation. Have a cameo? Yeah. I'm giving you a sitting ovation right now for that because it's just, you need to just watch the trailer and then you need to talk to me about it after you get done. Cause it's, it's, it's strange. <laughs> It is really strange. Looking forward to it. The the beanie the, the beanie bubble. All right, there you go, right there. The beanie bubble is going to be starring Zach Galifianakis, Elizabeth Banks. It's going to be a story about the beanie baby craze of the 90s. It's got to focus on the injustices of the American dream. Um, are we calling the injustices of the American dream the people that tried to sell their beanie babies and got ripped off because they found out the beanie babies were not worth as much as they were told? Is that the injustice of the American dream? Is selling beanie babies the American dream? It was for those people, Josh. It was for was it, those was people. Was it that big of a thing? It was. I mean, okay. I remember them. I mean, for my generation growing like, why, up. Why I don't mean, Why don't you have Beanie Babies anywhere in Nerd Informants HQ? I mean, I, uh, I, well, do, do you, you have them stored somewhere? I do actually. I, I knew under, it. It's, it. They're in the floorboards. Don't tell anyone. Okay, no, I'm um, I'm not joking. I'm being no, serious. serious. So when I, I ask I, you, I have like. I had maybe a half dozen Beanie Babies growing up as okay, a kid. All right, so that's not but, like over the top. But my cousin Casey and I'm I'm you know shouting her out slash uh, pointing her out at the same time. She rocked she likes that. the the baby baby collection the baby of beanies. Okay, she had a ton of them. Uh, last I heard, though, sadly, most of them met their demise because they were boxed up and ha- put in fire? the basement. Uh, and the basement flooded. Oh, so, God. So wet water and Beanie Babies don't mix. So, so essentially, like, they're down river. They ended up in another state somewhere. Yeah, so sewer babies. <laughs> that could be a thing. That's a movie we should make. Cabbage Co- Pats kids, Garbage Pail kids, sewer babies. Sewer babies. Copyright nerd informants. You can't steal this idea, Steven Spielberg. It's ours. I don't think Steven's going to go after it because it does sound really, really morbid. Sewer babies. <laughs> I'm excited now. Sewer babies coming 2023. I'm going to make this movie. I like the concept. I really uh, do. So concepts that I'm intrigued and interested in and curious to see how this is going to play out. But a gender swapped Zorro series is coming to the CW from Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez. Uh, it's going to star a young Latinx woman taking on the Zorro outlaw persona. That's all we know at this point, but as a fan of the Zorro TV show that showed up after the Mickey Mouse Club whenever I was a kid, that was in black and white, as well as the, as a fan of the Zorro films starring Antonio Banderas. And Anthony Hopkins. And Anthony Hopkins. Catherine Zeta-Jones. I'm very curious to see how they do this, how this plays out, because at the same time, we also reported on this about a month ago, but there's going to be a new hacker series called Zorro and of course the O's in Zorro are zeros so it's going to be like Zorro's a you know a modern day you know internet hacker person and you know he takes on the persona of Zorro to save people online I I don't know what it's going to be but so we've got multiple Zorro-esque things coming to us via television I believe at one point they were even talking about another Zorro movie so I'm I'm curious to know if the rights for Zorro kind of got misplaced and people just kind of grabbed a hold and held on. But I love Robert Rodriguez. I mean, the dude's done some great things my entire childhood, so I'm, I'm hoping for something good. The fact that Robert and Rebecca are tied to this, I think, is going to bode well with the series. Mm-hmm. He's a good director. He's done some really cool stuff. You know who I would like to see in the lead in this? Ooh. It's a woman who we saw at the end of 2021. Zendaya? Nope. I would like to see Rachel Ziegler in the lead. Oh. Maria from West Side Story. Okay. I yeah. would love I would love to see her get a chance at this because honestly, secretly, I believe she can kick some serious ass. And she could sing to boot. I think she would be really good as as a female Zorro. I'm playing this out in my head and I it you, fits can perfectly. You, can you, I can vis- vividly see her in the mask and the hat and the sword. 
Yeah. Because she, she's definitely like drop dead gorgeous and beautiful. I yeah. believe, I mean, and it would be a good vehicle for her to tap into her fierceness. She would never have played a role like that before. It would give her an opportunity to shed the Maria from her career and get into something totally different. I'm game for that. That's a good cast. Well job. Well job. Well done. Good job. <laughs> I don't always do that, but when I do, I do. <laughs> I like this pairing. I like this pairing a lot. Dom Hall Gleason is going to be starring opposite Steve Carell in Effects' The Patient, a new half-hour series from the duo that is behind the Americans. Comedy, drama, a little of both. This is a duo that has not worked together before, so it could be magical. I like it. I like it a lot. We've got a Weasley teaming up with Michael Scott. This is going to end well. <laughs> All they got to do is follow the format and let it roll. I'm definitely curious to see what happens. Got my vote. Uh, so Nerf celebrated the debut of Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett with the release of their new Nerf model that's based on the iconic EE3 carbine featured in the show. So I would definitely encourage you guys to hop onto any of our social media channels to check out the pictures of this thing. It is a beautiful, beautiful Nerf gun that I'm going to have a hard time not adding to my collection. Um, it's 30 inches long. It features a light-up lens, electronic scope, and blaster sounds. It comes with 12 Nerf Elite darts that can be loaded into three separate drums. To fire a dart, load a drum into the side of the blaster prime, and then pull the trigger. So talk about advanced tech from Nerf. It's Nerf or nothing, Boba Fett style. I, I, I liked it. I got to admit, the pictures had me sold on it and made me want to go out and buy one uh, as soon as this thing is released. And clearly, our community responded in kind. A lot of great reach on that. A lot of comments. Everybody was like, oh, wow. The, the, the GIFs that were shared, especially <laughs> Emily. Got to give Emily a huge shout out. That, that pretty much shows exactly how we were all feeling collectively as nerds mm -hmm. seeing this wonderful product. New image for Marvel Studios' anticipated Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness shows Benedict Wong's Wong in a very precarious way. He's been ensnared by magical constraints. This came uh, via USA Today's 2022 movie preview. So uh, I will say this. If you've seen the trailer, you know where I'm going to go with this. I think Wong right there has run afoul of dark Stephen Strange without question. Based on the setting and what's going on and the, the look of despair, but also betrayal on his face, I, I definitely feel like you're in the right there. Unless unless the background, maybe Wong goes and hangs out at like really questionable saunas in Magic Land where he gets to get beat up and gets pleasure at the same time. I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> And we're going to leave that right there and but head I, on but to I, something new. I do love I do love Wong. I do I thought of a joke actually. We'll leave it right there. <laughs> Benedict Benedict Wong playing Wong. It's the only time that two Wongs make a right. That is that's very well done. Haha, -ha, I jokes. Two Wongs do make a right. Very well done, sir. Uh, give me some props for that. Very good. Very good. Haha. Uh, the Never star, Laura Donnelly, has joined Gail Garcia Bernal in the cast of Marvel Studios' Halloween special, which is set, I put on the post next year on Disney+, Plus, but I actually think it's supposed to be this year. So whoever uh, made that announcement messed up, so that's on me um, for not double-checking that. But it is believed to be a Halloween special focused on the Werewolf by Night comic line. Mm-hmm. And the theory is that she could be playing vampire by night. So I, I'm very interested to see who she's going to play. I'm very excited to see who, uh, uh, and, and I don't know if I pronounced his name right, Gail or GL, Gail, Gail Garcia Bernal. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. I, <laughs> I try. I really do. But you, I, did. you tried. I'm really excited to see what, what they come up with for this. Just how South them Christmas specials went to see how the success of a Halloween special will go. I hold out some hope. Yeah. Series star Simone Missick confirms her previously canceled CBS legal drama, All Rise, which was officially revived by OWN. And now that is the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's got a really cool name without saying it, like, mm -hmm. uh, lengthy. For a third season, is going to be returning this spring. Uh, OWN previously confirmed a 20-episode order for the third season. So All Rise is going to be on the way back. Via Oprah. Thank you, Oprah. 
Thank you, Oprah. And on to some sad news. Toy Fair New York 2022 has been canceled and will not be moving forward. Uh, I, I just, I'm Omicron. There's a really long quote that I'm going to, that I could read from the president and CEO of the toys association, but basically it boils down to the fact that they're not doing it because of Omicron, they're doing it for the safety and security of the well-being and everything of the guests, as well as the staff and employees, which we respect. But at the same time, it's very, very sad because toy fair always has some really cool debut stuff. No word yet on whether they're going to do anything online or take it online or if they're just going to be releasing some press releases to debut some new stuff. Don't know yet, but uh, sadly, Toy Fair has been canceled. Also as well, we have the trailer on our Facebook page and the Nerd Informants YouTube channel for A24's X. But if you really want to see a very leggy poster, we've got you covered on our Facebook page. You can check it out. It is dying to show you a good time. It's <laughs> it's not as weird as the trailer is. The, uh, the poster makes it look normal by comparison, and the trailer just completely blows any notion of that outside the water. But if you want to see the poster for X, it is on the Facebook page. Check it out. Uh, just real quick, I want to do a quick shout out to our friends over at geekycool.com. They well, were gracious enough uh, last night to welcome Josh and I onto their program to discuss Hawkeye, among other things. So big shout out to Professor Larry, as well as AJ, a.k.a. Ace. <laughs> Ace. And, uh, of course, we got lucky enough, and our buddy Keith was able to to jump in as well and talk On to us. Grief. So we love him. We Pop love all Mayfield. those guys. So definitely go check out geekycool.com. The episode where we were featured is on our Facebook page. You can check it on as well at geekycool.com. And probably more importantly, just go give those guys a follow because they've got some really good content that comes out, some really creative writers putting out stuff. So if you if you like opinion pieces on Spider-Man, visit geekycool.com. They've got something for you. It, it's pretty much proof positive that lots of geeks and nerds have opinions on lots of different things, and you can get all kinds of opinions in all kinds of different places. Milo Ventimiglia, he got his Hollywood Walk of Fame honor. Well-deserved for the great actor, as well as This Is Us comes to an end. Uh, and uh, really, it's it's fitting. He got it right next to Mandy Moore's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But Milo finally getting just desserts and honors there for his contributions in acting. Very, very fitting as This Is Us comes to a end and leaves us with this all-big void, a television void. A lot of folks going to miss that series. I mean, let's be honest. He should have gotten his star after Heroes. That That's that's where he deserved his star. The, this Is Us was just a a good follow-up, just proving the point that, yeah, this guy deserves a star. But really, he should have gotten it at the end of Heroes. Uh, it's Wacky Wild and Full of Foo. I love how you labeled that, my friend. Uh, the <laughs> Thank tra- you. <laughs> the trailer for Studio 666 is up on our YouTube page, but we've also shared a link to it on our Facebook page. Um, basically, the Foo Fighters um, get possessed. I, I, I'm assuming just based on the picture of Dave Grohl here. and Dave Grohl gets possessed. So Imagine a world where Dave Grohl loses all sense of control, gets possessed by a demon, and decides to go and kill every member of the Foo Fighters, and you have Studio 666. It's Demon Dave. Demon Dave. (laughs) And it's as bonkers as the trailer for X, dare I say even more insane, but if you've ever wanted to see Dave Grohl go nuts and try to kill his own band members, Studio 666 might just be the movie for you. Take mom to the cinema today. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of weird things are coming to uh, the studios and to the movie theaters now yeah, yeah. after the pandemic. What a time, too. I mean, people had a lot of fever <laughs> dreams during the pandemic, and I think that that resulted in some wacky ideas, and people are, you know, wanting content, so they are forking out the money at the studios to make these things happen. The pandemic is causing Hollywood to go insane. But hey, original idea. I'm not going to complain. I, I know, I know. That right there alone is worth the price of admission. I like this a lot because Alfred Hitchcock's works deserve to come back in new form or originality as restorations, whatever it is. But a classic of his, To Catch a Thief. This was unexpected news, but I like it. It's getting a remake. 
It is starring Gal Gadot, Eileen Jones, The Prodigal Son, Lethal Weapon is going to be penning the script. And uh, there could be a very, very stellar cast that surrounds Gal in this uh, reimagining. But uh, I like this. Hitchcock's work coming back into cinemas, very deserving because he contributed so much to cinema and so many iconic films that Alfred came out with and was attached to. Yeah, and, you know, while I'm excited for this, I, I just... I don't want it to take anything away from the originals. Cary, Cary Grant, Grace Kelly. I mean, yeah, truly, truly classic films. Uh, but there were also Hitchcocks that did not hit the bar, didn't even come close to it. So maybe they should focus on remaking those and, you know, hit, hit, hitting on some of those that just did not get the attention they deserved back then. Uh, we had it on our photo. We had it on our photo page. We had it on our Facebook, a photo shoot with Ben Affleck, uh, that he we, did we with Inter there, entertainment <laughs> weekly. Unfortunately, we weren't invited. Our invite got lost in the mail. I suppose Ben didn't call, <laughs> but, uh, really great photos of Ben. Definitely check those out. Uh, guy, uh, Arnock, am I saying he, that right? Yeah. He Arnick doesn't, I mean, doesn't he, Arnock. doesn't Ben look great and happy and well-fed and, and uh, Jennifer Lopez eyes or what you know whatever it is Jennifer Lopez looks good on him she does really does i mean uh he's happy he's healthy he's drink free in a good place then hey th then i am happy for the dude he does look really good in the photo shoot though he does look really good he's got a dog it with it in, in the photos for crying out loud and now that he's doing good can we please get him back to playing batman like that that's all i care about like i i really I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Some, him. Something that's coming April 1st, I believe, is probably going to make you forget about Batfleck. Yeah. That's, uh, I have high hopes. I mean, I'm really excited about that film, in case you didn't know. I, I think I think our Robert enthusiasm. Patton, I think Robert Pattinson is going to surprise us the way Heath Ledger did when he took over the Joker role. I I'm, really, really do. I think I think that's what's going to happen with this. I really hope so. I, I, I've got high hopes. I've got higher hopes now than what I had when they first announced this project. Because the trailers have been damn convincing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really, really have. I mean, I'm excited for Robert Pat as Batman, but more excited than anything, I want to see Paul Dano kill it as the Riddler. This is a new version of the Riddler that we've not seen in film. And see, it, you grew up with Jim Carrey. I know. <laughs> so... You've got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey, but you've got nowhere to go but exactly. up. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see this take place. This, this has got me really excited because um, everybody has talked about Nicolas Cage and Pig for good reason because it's an awesome Nicolas Cage movie. And it was under the direction of Michael Cernoski, but Michael Cernoski has got a new project up which will link him to John Krasinski in a very big way. Why? Because Michael is in talks to helm the upcoming A Quiet Place spinoff movie. Mm. That can only that can only be good things. This is going to be a nice step up for Michael Cernoski because Pig was an indie darling and favorite there. Hadn't really done much before that. And yeah, I'm not going to say it made Nicolas Cage a household name, <laughs> but it gave Nicolas Cage some very, very much needed buzz around the latter part of his career. And obviously the unbearable weight of massive talent is also going to be something I think is, is going to surprise everybody because it looks absolutely nuts as only Nicolas Cage can do. But congratulations on Michael Cernoski. I'm interested to see what he does with it. If John Krasinski is putting his faith in him, then I am confident that he's the right choice. No doubt about it, buddy. So I know you're excited about this. It's coming this oh, Friday. Man. You and I are finally going to get to see this. Hopefully tonight. Thirty date, man. Um, I, I'm hoping tonight to be introduced to the first film because as I've made note and as our podcast listeners and folks watching it on Facebook Live right now are about to either hate me or love me or despise me. I don't know. But I've never seen any of the Scream movies. I've never seen. I've seen clips. Um, probably the most famous of them all is the Drew Barrymore being killed. Scene. What? What? What streaming service is it on? I mean, have you have uh, you have you mapped this out already? I, I haven't yet. I'm I'm hoping to find it somewhere online. I, I'm assuming I can. Yeah, um, I, you you should be able to. Now, the cool thing about this is, is we've gotten some really awesome retro posters for mm -hmm. this, and the man that has been delivering the goods. You would think that we'd be like all about Boss Logic. No, 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 no. There is another darling in the design community on the internet, and the cool thing about it is, I've been paying this dude compliments on Twitter. And he's been liking my replies, which is Good. very, very cool. 
It is creepy duck art. Awesome Twitter handle. But he's been the man behind these really cool Scream retro posters. And the guy, the dude has been killing it. I mean, literally, I mean, it's funny that I'm saying killing it for Scream. <laughs> but his posters are really well done. And it's a unique look because this looks like something that you would see out of the 60s or 70s, the early slasher films. Very retro, very iconic. But man, I mean, he has done some really cool work. Oh, Creepy I, Duck Art. Check him out. I, I love this poster. It's it's truly an amazing throwback to those posters you'd fold up and mm-hmm. you know pull out of a book or... You know, I, I love it. I really do. And huzzah, you can say it with us. Huzzah! The Great has been renewed for season three by Hulu. So, yes, we are getting more Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great. Um, I need to sit down and really devote my time to this series. I've seen a few episodes from season one. Didn't get past that. But what I saw was zany and over the top and <laughs> Elle Fanning just out of the box acting as Catherine the Great in a role that you really wouldn't expect her to do. And Nicholas Holt the same way. But this entire cast, you can just tell that every single person involved with the series is having an absolute blast, an irreverent blast, if you will. No, it looks amazing. And, you know, when the season two trailers began to drop and I was watching some of those, I was like, man, I'm I'm actually going to have to pay attention to this because this actually looks really good. Uh, this this news kind of took the internet by storm yesterday, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts is going to be producing the relaunch of the horror movie series Final Destination. The project, titled Final Destination 6, is the first installment of the hit franchise since 2011 and will be making its premiere on HBO Max. So I'm very curious, is, is it a sequel? I mean, since they're calling it 6, they're not calling it the new final destination or your new final destination. So I guess it's going to be a continuation by also rebooting with maybe some new characters. I yeah, your, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, the fact that they went with hashtag final destination six would indicate a continuation of the original five. But if John wants to completely reinvent it, I say, just let him go, let him go and let him create it in his own way because he has certainly proven his chops Mm -hmm. with a little person called Spider-Man. Yep, I'm cool with this as long as it doesn't get in the way of him making the Fantastic Four movie. So that's all I care about right now. John, if you're listening, and I know you are, because you tune in, you really do, and we appreciate it. But John Watts, you need to be working on the Fantastic Four movie full-time. That's that's what we want your attention devoted to. I, I get you have this little pet project, Fantastic, or Final Destination, but Fantastic Four needs to come first. Uh, the next bit of news will be a combo for you because they both reside on the Nerd Informants YouTube channel. We've got you covered there with all the content you care about. You can, if you're a gaming fan, get an inside look at some of the environments you will be experiencing when the expansion, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Sabathun's Throne World, you can get an inside look at the layer of The Witch Queen herself on the YouTube channel for Destiny 2. It is up there then. And as well, the final trailer for Scream before it drops this Friday in theaters nationwide. Those two bits of content are on the Nerd Informants YouTube channel for you to be informed. So in case you're curious, and those of us uh, who are watching the Book of Boba Fett and loving it, you're going to love these new cast posters, character posters mm-hmm. that dropped, uh, showing us a, a Wookiee and some Tusken Raiders and some Jabba-looking twin things. Yes, because we know the series is about the Tusken Raiders, really. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've got to get over that. I really do. Um yeah, like I said, I've not started it yet, so I'm curious to learn more about these characters, but I'm hoping this week to, to binge the first three episodes, get those out of the way. In addition to that, this one, Warner Media CEO Jason Kylar addressed whether the release of Bat Reeves the Batman could be delayed due to rising Omicron cases. And obviously, we're keeping our eye on April 1st because... Mm-hmm. There has been some shuffling going on, some mild shuffling, but we saw what happened in 2021 from 2020. Yeah. Miserable, miserable year. Word is, we're certainly paying attention to everything going on with Omicron. It's swaying heavily on everybody's mind. Kyler answered when asked if Warner Brothers had discussed pushing the Batman after the first superhero movie of the year vacated January for April. That's where we're at right now. We feel good about the date right now. We're going to watch it day by day. The Batman is currently set to arrive in theaters on March 4th, 2022. But that is not correct because it is April 1st at this point right now. So a slight pushback. They have moved it. So we are, we're watching this one closely, dude. I'm waiting on bated breath. 
I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm keeping my remaining hair follicles crossed as well. I just, I, it's it's too early to tell. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for the year, but the same thing that goes on for the shuffling of movie releases in 2022, it goes for any convention out there. We just had the news earlier on in the podcast about toy conventions being moved. Folks, I hate to say it, I'm just going to be realistic. I, you know, nothing nothing is safe. We yep. if we didn't learn that last year, I, we just need to be prepared for that. It's going to suck if it happens, but let's just hope it doesn't. Yeah, so, uh, man, I wasn't sure if we were going to have time in this podcast to address it or not, but I, I'm just going to kind of hit it with all one big swoop, I guess. Uh, Bob Saget um, did pass away, and uh, we are I hate it. I we hate are it. really dealing with all sorts of emotions right now. Um, yeah, I, I was not, not handling myself well after... Uh, his death was announced, but uh, it did take place. He was actually at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in Orlando where police found him unresponsive in his hotel room. He was later pronounced dead on the scene, sadly. Um, and luckily, they have come out with an autopsy report, early indication autopsy report that uh, he there was no foul play suspected, no drugs involved, that Whenever he was found, he was found laying on the bed and he had his arms across his one arm across his chest and one arm on the bed. They, they, um, and they, they had talked about that and, and said that it might it might it potentially could indicate that he had a heart attack or potentially even a stroke while he was asleep. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, toxicology reports and all that assessment 10 to 12 weeks before it, we, we really, really know. But I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less heartbreaking. Yeah, so at the age of 65, he did pass away on January 9th. Uh, they did discover his body at approximately 4 p.m. that day after uh, some family had been trying to get a hold of him. Uh, the last time anybody had visited with him was about 2.30 the previous morning, so or that morning. And it, and it, and it, was, uh, it was his wife. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm hearing, um, as I was driving home and listening to the radio, I, I did hear that it looks like maybe his wife is uh, speaking out now. So hopefully we can get a hold of her quote just to kind of hear what she has to say uh, regarding hopefully uh, memorial services and stuff like that. So, man, it, this is a tough one. Uh, you know, growing up with Bob Saget was one of the television dads I grew up with. So seeing him on Full House and Fuller House and, of course, America's Funniest Home Videos, that that was a pillar in my childhood so yeah. yeah so it's hard to imagine life without bob saget just what we can say is we look forward and just remember all of his contributions in his remarkable career we just we got to remember him remember the the best of his career in his life and just remember to be eternally grateful for the laughs that bob gave us in his career a couple more bits of news and we'll wrap up this uh season three episode one opener of the third season. I want to talk about this because it's it's a it's a great trailer that's out. I'm excited for it. It looks really, really good. We're getting a Bob's burger movie. <laughs> it is happening. Uh the, the the poster is 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 perfect because it's so simple. Let's get this patty started. Bob's burger movie is gonna be in theaters coming up on May 27th. And the, and the trailer's great because it starts out like you're watching a legit burger commercial and then it transitions into the movie itself. If you haven't seen it, it is up on our YouTube channel. Uh, you got to check it out. But I'm excited for Bob's Burger. It's going to be one tasty flick to go check out in the theaters <laughs> without question. So this picture surfaced online and it oh, really... Cool. so cool. It, it took the internet by storm. I am shocked and excited to, to see this. <laughs> But essentially, a new photo from the set of Leslie Grace's Batgirl film um, features a mural of Michael Keaton's Batman standing alongside a Robin. It does appear to look like a the classic Dick Grayson suit, yellow cape, green tights, red, red cover. Uh, it was confirmed last year that Keaton's Batman would be making an appearance in the film. However, a Boy Wonder announcement has not yet been made. Of course, you know, Michael Keaton is going to be playing an older version of Batman. So one would hope that if Dick Grayson is showing up in this movie, that he'll be showing up as Nightwing. That would make me happy. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see. And will there be implications reverberating out of the flash? Mm-hmm into Batgirl. Yeah. I, and, and, and and could that be why we're seeing a Robin here? The costume does look a little bit different. I don't want them to stray that far away, though, from the costume that he wore in Batman and Batman Returns because that mm -hmm. costume is iconic. 
And we're getting that costume in the flash because we've seen those photos. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love that. Um, so as long as they don't stray too far away from it, they don't get too crazy with the costumes. I love the fact that the, the insignia is still yellow on black. That's the way it always should be. Yep. But, uh, Robin, that, yeah. that took me, that took me by surprise. And it's interesting with this one that Keaton's going to be in it. And we, it was earlier news, and it'll be outside of this podcast, but you can check it out on Facebook, was Keaton's comments about why he didn't come back uh, for Batman Forever. Yeah. And the reason why he turned that down, because it wasn't dark enough. So it does make me wonder about the tone of Batgirl and if this film is going to be dark enough to keep him coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at those comments, and then you have to directly think about Batgirl, and you have to think about The Flash. Yeah. Something... Something lured him into this role, and the tone has to be right for him to stick with it. Yeah, I'm excited for you know the press rounds to begin for the Flash. Yeah, which yeah. will hopefully be getting sooner than later. Uh, but man, I, I'm I'm pumped to see Michael Caton. Michael Caton, <laughs> good grief! So excited the butchering the last name. <sighs> so excited that my country <laughs> accent kicks in. Caton, <laughs> Michael Caton's coming back to play Batman, and I'm pretty excited about it. You know. Uh, I'm excited to see him in the flash, excited to see him in the Batgirl, uh, on HBO max, and even more excited at the potential of a Robin or a Nightwing making an appearance in a movie for the first time since 98. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been, it's been a very, very, very long time. Well, gang, fellow geeks and nerds, for all the nerd news that you need to know about, we've got you covered on a variety of platforms, of course, right here on the Informants Nerdcast. You can get it on all major podcast platforms. Check us out, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just type in Nerd Informants, and we are easy to find, and we will always be with you and always informing you. This is the beginning of Season 3. Keep connected for all of our latest podcast content. We will have all that information for you on our social channels. And, of course, our goal, even with our busy lives, is to try to get these podcasts out consistently every week as best we can. No telling how the year will go. But, again, we're committed to it. We're here behind the mic. We're with you. And we want to give you an extra platform and a way to be informed. So we've got some great sponsors behind us that make the Informants Nerdcast possible. You heard those at the top of the hour. Our friends over at the IMAX, alongside the Sign Man and Hollister, White River Design Company, 1984 Branson Arcade, and, of course, our friends the Blahas, owners of Comic Force in the shops at Branson Meadows and in their new location up in Springfield. Congratulations to Josh and Gail the entire family. That is awesome news. Thriving outside of the pandemic in a new location. Kudos to that family. That is well-deserved. I'm pumped. I can't wait to go up there to visit. Season 3 is going to continue on, and friends, until we see you in Episode 2 here in Season 3, as Tim and I always say, Be Be informed. informed. You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.